Canine Cast number 48 is brought to you by Home Again. Home Again ID microchips at homeagainpets.com. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Canine Cast. This is Tara. And hello, everyone. This is Walter with your Canine Cast recap. In case you missed the last Canine Cast, Canine Cast number 47. Canine Cast number 47 is actually the first part of today's Canine Cast where we talked about how to prepare for your dog in case it gets lost. Right. Um, we, we actually decided to talk about what to do when you lose your dog, and a large part of that um, is preparation and prevention that you can do beforehand, which is what we did last time. This time, we're going to pick up where we left off and go into what to do when your dog actually has become lost and what to do after you, after you find your dog later on. So, um, so thanks so much for joining us on this, the New Year's Eve version of the Canine Cast. Happy so, New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year out there to, to everybody. And, um, and actually, if you're looking for a New Year's Eve resolution, especially one having to do with your pet, then a great one would be to go ahead and do some of those, um, th- some of those preparations and some of those prevention tips that we mentioned in the last one, if you haven't already. And also to think of any other ways that you can to help keep your dog with you safe and sound, um, things that you may not have done in the past. So without further ado, um, in the case that your dog does unfortunately get lost, because that does happen to about one out of every three dogs at some point in their life, um, the first thing that you want to do when you are looking around and noticing your dog is not there is look around your property thoroughly they can end up hiding or getting stuck in some very unexpected places. Um, I mean, everyone probably has had the experience of, you know, oh no, where, where did the dog go? And then, you know, it turns out that they were in the closet and somebody shut the door, or they were in another room and somebody shut the door, or, you know, something odd like that. But, um, but really, really take a good look. Little, little dogs can get stuck in cabinets, they can get into all things that you would never think of. So, um, you know, go ahead and get your flashlight and make sure that you just search every single nook and cranny where they might be. Um, especially since dogs naturally, um, wolves in the wild, like to be in dens, which are small places. I mean, it, a dog's den is about big enough for either the dog to, to just get into or for the pack to just get into, and that's it. So they will tend to wedge themselves into some places that you wouldn't necessarily think that they possibly could. So um, after you've done that, both in, you know, in and out of doors, the next thing that you're going to want to do is to go ahead and get one of the pictures of your dog that you have and um, walk and drive around your neighborhood carrying the picture, talk to anybody that you see and ask them if they've seen your dog. Now, um, if, you know, if you've met some of these people beforehand, they may already be familiar with your dog. They may even be friendly with your dog. Just let them know that your dog is out to keep an eye on it. And most people will be very, very happy to help you with that. Um, for, for everybody you see, be sure to leave your phone number, leave a description of the dog. If you happen to have a whole bunch of pictures that you can leave some pictures with people, that's helpful as well. Um, you may not have that many on hand, but at least a description will help, especially if they've already seen um, a picture of the dog that you're carrying with you. I don't recommend that you leave them your address necessarily because um, if, they're, if they're people that you 
don't know, um, you, you never know what can happen. It's a little bit safer to just go ahead and leave your phone number so that they can contact you if they do find your dog. Now, while you're, while you're doing that, this is a great time to, of course, enlist family members, friends, um, maybe even some of those neighbors who are friendly to also, to also give them some pictures and um, ask them if they will help to go around and help find the dog as well. You may want to go ahead and knock on your neighbor's doors. I don't, I don't know how many times um, we've, you know, we ourselves have, you know, seen a stray dog out, out in front of our yard and gone ahead and, um, you know, brought the, brought the dog in, you know, to get the, to get the, the telephone and um, are looking at the number, calling the vet, and lo and behold, you know, the neighbor comes over and it turns out it's somebody who just moved in next door or down the street. So, um, so be sure to go ahead and knock on your neighbor's doors because if they did find your dog, they may have just, you know, gone ahead and brought it somewhere to confine it so that it can't, you know, run away. While you're, while you're doing this, it, it's not a bad idea to bring your other pet with you if that will help kind of tempt your dog back to you. Um, but for, like, for example, with us, I mean, I know, I know Toby and Kyler both love us very, very, very much. However, the two of them are just about inseparable. And so, you know, if, if we were to say, you know, say Kyler got out on one of her escapades, um, if, if she felt like, you know, running around and kind of exploring a little bit, chances are that one thing that would get her to come back to us pretty quick would be to bring Toby out because she'd come running over to play with him. So depending on the relationship between your dog and either your other dogs or your other pets, um, you know, you can go ahead and bring those with you as well. Another thing that's great to bring with you are some strong smelling treats. And of course, what smells strongly to them is, is kind of different than what we would necessarily um, think be strong smelling or would smell good to us. So um, if you have any special liver snacks that you only use at certain times or any types of strong smelling cheeses that they like, even even um, like bacon strips and, um, you know, different different dog treats in the stores that, you know, are made to, to kind of, you know, be strong smelling for the dogs are great to use for these. So go ahead and bring those with you so that if you do see your dog, you can use that to tempt them back as well. Um, now, in, in canine cast number three. Three. Yeah, in canine cast number three. Thanks, Walter. It's a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Back back near the beginning, we talked about some some strategies for if you find a stray dog for um, going ahead and um, and catching the stray dog safely. And you can of course get canine cast number three and all the other canine casts at caninecast.com. At the very top, there's a nice menu of show archives. It's just you can scroll through it and click on it and get the show. Right. Um, it would, it would probably be helpful to get some of the tips from that to actually help you catch your own dog if, you're, um, if your dog gets out. Uh, for example, you would want to bring a leash with you, and we had talked about this in, in that canine cast, but rather than trying to actually slip a collar on the dog, um, go ahead and just turn, just turn the, the back part of the leash, the part with the handle, um, go ahead and slip the other part of the leash through it so that it becomes kind of, for lack of a better term, like a noose, um, so that you can quickly slip that over your dog's head if your dog comes near you. Then after you have that over the dog's head, just so that the dog is contained and can't go gallivanting away again, that's when you would go ahead and transfer to, to a collar or a harness. You know, if your dog's wearing one, just click the leash on or, you know, go ahead and put the collar on if it had slipped off, whatever the case may be. But basically, if you use that leash in that um, noose, 
kind of shape or lasso kind of shape, then you can get it on your dog um, the most quickly possible. So, um, you know, that way you minimize the chance of your dog getting away from you again before you get it kind of under control. Now, while you're looking, go ahead and make noises that your dog will be attracted to. Because, you know, you, as, you're, as you're walking or, or driving around looking, keep in mind that your dog may be hiding. And, I mean, they're not necessarily playing hide-and-seek with you on purpose. But, you know, they may have found a nice little shady spot or they may have found something that smells good and climbed under something or whatever. So um, if you make do- noises the dog will be attracted to, for example... If there's, you know, if there's a box of biscuits that, you know, they come running for every time they hear it rattle, go ahead and bring that along. If they have, um, you know, if they have a real thing for their squeaker toys, bring some of those along with you. Also, while you're, while you're doing this, go ahead and call your dog, but be sure that while you do that, you're using your, you know, happy training voice or your happy let's play voice. Try really, really hard not to sound angry or panicked. Um, panicked is probably closer to what most of us would sound like. Um, but try, you know, try to sound happy, try to sound fun. Um, that'll be a lot more attractive to your dog to, um, to get them to come near you. Now, while you're doing that, if you had, if you had, um, in preparation also been working with a dog whistle, then that would be another great thing to bring with you and uh, go ahead and blow on that. If your dog knows to come to that and associates that with a good times and they may be likely to come running. Now, also, while you're out, go ahead and bring a flashlight. Even if it is the middle of the day and the sun's high in the sky, your flashlight will help you to be able to look for your dog in dark spots. Under houses, under trees. Exactly, exactly. In bushes. In bushes, in sheds, in, you know, what, whatever else, everything else that you can think of. The same way that you wanted to look in every nook and cranny on your property, you're going to want to do that as much as possible as you're going through your neighborhood as well. Because, I mean, they'll go, they'll go into crawl spaces, they'll go into, you know, basically anything that looks, that looks interesting. Um, and interesting to them may be dark for us. And we actually had a neighbor whose dog would climb his tree. So don't be afraid to look in the trees, too. <laughs> That's right. Be sure to look up and down uptown and all around while you're while you're looking for your dog uh, so that you don't miss it if it is there Uh, another thing that you can do even while you're out and about is go ahead and put some um, strong attractive smelling articles outside on your property so um, maybe some clothes that you know some dirty clothes that you had worn maybe some of the dog's bedding um, some of the dog's toys or or treats now be careful about putting food out because you know other animals may come along and eat it but you know bones or that kind of thing that the dog likes normally Um, and you may be lucky enough to come home to find your dog hanging out in the front yard you know laying on its bed and chewing a bone Um, like Kyler's favorite thing to do was to get out and then come sit on our front porch and we don't know why but that (laughs) that was our favorite thing to do so um you know try to put some things out there to help you know attract the dog back home but also to give it some some fun things to do while it's there so hopefully it'll wait for you while you come back home now um you know at at either as you've gone out or after you know you've gone out if you you know still haven't found your dog then some other things that you're going to want to do are first go ahead and call veterinarians offices don't forget, um, do of course, the ones that are near you, but also any 24-hour emergency ones, which might be a bit farther away. But especially if it's um, you know late at night or the next day, 
um, if somebody did find your dog and everything else was closed, they're likely to, you know, bring it to one of the emergency veterinarians. So, and, you know, when, whenever you call, you know, tell them a description, you know, of your dog. And, and keep in mind, especially if your dog is a mix, that they may have a much different idea of what that mix would look like than you do. Um, we've, we've, we've brought our dogs into, you know, many different, you know, veterinarians and, and such that they've called the, they've called the dog, you know, things we would never would have thought of. And if we had described the dog, they probably would have never thought of our dog that way. So just try to use, um, more objective descriptions like, um, you know, instead of, instead of saying it looks like a Dalmatian, maybe say, you know, that it's white with black spots. If it is a purebred, you can go ahead and tell them it looks like that, but, but still use, you know, the objective um, descriptions as well. So that way there's, they have a few different things to go on there. In addition to that, go ahead and call local rescues and dog clubs, give them a good description of your dog. And a lot of them will have a network of people that they, that they work with throughout the area who, you know, who are, are, um, who are, who will have further networks of people that, work with dogs that love dogs that know dogs and so they'll put out they'll basically put out the alert and put people you know on call to look for to look for lost dogs i know with our dog club we got those um you know uh, i wouldn't say on a regular basis but uh more often than you'd want because you know anytime that happens means somebody's lost a dog but um but yet we would get that and we and you know we would get it from you know even states away sometimes so that way you you would almost immediately have hundreds of people with an eye out for your dog which is really really helpful um and they'll be caring people who want to help your dog get home so be sure to do that for you know for any any you know dog clubs um any dog clubs or local rescues in the area a lot of places now well some places and and more and more as time goes on are also getting like a no more homeless pets group, which is which basically will be people in the area who, you know, who, who want to help solve the problem of pet overpopulation, um, and they tend to form coalitions with most of, if not all, of the rescues, shelters, so on in the area. So that would be a great resource to look into. Just see if you have one in your area. They're normally called no more homeless pets, and they can help put the word out for you as well. Um, now, after after you've called these places, if you notice, I haven't said anything about calling shelters. I recommend that you visit the shelters. Um, calling is not it is not going to probably be as helpful as we'd like it to, just because they will have so many animals coming in and out, and they don't ne- they don't necessarily have the most um, the most up to date information if an animal just came in. So you're going to want to actually go to the shelters, visit, see what's there. Again, um, you also run into the problem where what you call your dog, you know, the the mix or type that it is, they may not recognize it as that. Um, Especially, you know, especially if your dog's been out for a little while before it gets in there, it may be a little bit, um, you know, not, not in the best of condition. So it may look a little different than it normally would if you had it and it was well groomed and such. So um, make sure that you visit the shelters. If possible, visit each one within driving distance every few days. Uh, again, that's, that's, that can be a lot for one person to do. So enlist friends and family members, anybody who might be near them who knows your dog and what your dog looks like, to have them help you to stop by those shelters. Now, in, in different places... The shelters will have different amounts of time that they will hold on to stray animals that come in. 
in some places that can be as little as three days. So please be sure to, you know, don't waste any time in visiting the shelters. Um, go, you know, make sure to find out, you know, how, how long their hold time is. And then that's how often you want to go back to make sure that if your dog does end up there, that you do have a chance to find it. Um, go ahead and, you know, check back with rescues periodically as well. Even once you put the word out to them, go ahead and continue calling them because they do, they do go around to shelters. Um, and, you know, it could be that they happen to um, pick up your dog as well. Now, after, after you've done, you know, you've been doing all this calling and you've been visiting, continue doing that. But, of course, um, the, the next biggest thing that a lot of people do and that we recommend you do is to post as many flyers as you can afford to do. Put, put them at least up within a one-mile radius. Um, Three-mile radius is even better, although that gets to be a pretty large area. Put them at eye level wherever you possibly can. Now, in some places... Keep in mind that posting on, say, telephone poles and such, which is what you know, most people immediately think of, might be illegal. So just, you know, just keep that in mind. And I'm not saying to, to do or not do it there. Just make sure that you know what the situations are in your particular area so that you know whether or not you can do that. Uh, in addition to that, there, may, there are probably going to be lots of places in your area, um, pro- probably even more than you've noticed in the past, that will allow you to post. Now, the first, the first ones to think of right away are ones that cater to pets, such as veterinarians' offices, grooming salons, training schools, um, pet supply stores, etc. Most of the time, they will have a, like a lost and found pets type section there. So go ahead and post your flyer there. Also, go ahead and look there and see if the if there are any um, found pets, found pet um, postings there for you. On your flyer, be sure that you that you put um, a picture of your dog. We'll get into that more later. Um, another thing that you may want to think about so far as posting these flyers is that there will probably be lots of other community posting places. Some. Um, some no- some normal ones that you'll come across are, um, first of all, local schools are wonderful if they'll allow you to post it there because kids tend to be so attracted to animals, and especially if your dog is friendly, um, they'll, they'll be really happy to keep their eye out. And, um, you know, kids tend to be out, out and about walking to and from school, so you may have some good luck with one of them spotting your dog. If you're going to put one up at a local school, though, be sure to check with the, um, you know, with the principal or somebody else at the head office in charge to be sure that that's okay. Um, and then also on those flyers, you would want to put something like for if a kid has heard anything or a senior dog to let them know at the office rather than necessarily the kid calling you themselves. But um, some other places that you can think of are, um, you know, community centers, churches, barber shops, um, just anywhere in your area where there might be um, like a community of people getting together, where there might be a bulletin board, and just kind of keep your eye out about that. Now, more and more online, there are becoming um, lost and found pet postings as well. So you can go ahead and look there, and th- there's so many that I, you know, I, I really can't necessarily recommend any any one over the other. But you can basically just go into a search, you know, your favorite search engine, and just type in, you know, lost lost pet, lost dog, that kind of thing, and it'll give you lots of places where you can go that you can actually list that your pet, you know, is lost. Put a description of your pet, sometimes a picture and um, put it up there as well. And they also have uh, listings of pets that have been found that you can search through as well on several of these websites. Yes. 
Yes, and I and I know that we um, in the past when we've found strays, we've put some postings on there as well. So don't forget to um, check those, and I'll, and also um, be sure to take out and to take out an ad in the paper. And again, in the ad, go ahead and and describe your dog. Some papers will do that for free. So if you're very lucky in your area, you may be able to to do that. Also check the found ads in the paper because again, in a lot of areas, the papers you know, will allow people, you know, just as a goodwill gesture to put any found animals in the paper. So that may help to reunite you with your pet as well. Now, um, oh, before, before we go on too much farther, um, regarding the flyers and actually making them to put them up, some tips on those, if possible, go ahead and put a color photo of your dog on there. Um, just cause that'll, that, that'll make it a little bit easier for people to figure out whether or not a dog they may have found is indeed yours. If you can put the the flyer on fluorescent paper, then that'll be that'll be better because it'll show more easily. Make it as simple as you can with big, easy to read letters, just so that it has the um, the bare minimum of information and makes it that much easier for people to actually see what it's about. Only put your phone number again. Don't put your address on here. Just put your phone number so that somebody can reach you. Make sure that it is a phone number where people are going to are going to be able to reach you. Um, so if you're out of the house a lot, you may want to put your mobile number or you um, may want to make sure that you, you know, put a message on your answering machine even that, um, you know, if you're calling about, a, you know, a dog that you found, you know, this is, you know, we're, we're looking for ours or something along those lines. Now, um, when, you, when you actually put information on this, on this flyer about your dog or in the paper or wherever, be sure to withhold some identifying marks or characteristics that you can use to verify that the person has your pet. Um, now, when I when I talk about that, basic, basically what you would what you would want to do is, um, you know, say that say that you have you know your your dog and, and your dog has a particular you know has a particular quirk or they have a particular um, you know mark on them. Like, well. I don't know. I kind of don't want to tell our, our identifying marks on our dogs, so I'll have to f- think of a theoretical one. Okay, let's say that your dog, for whatever reason, um, you know, had, had a broken tail as a puppy, so its tail is only half as long as normal. That would be a good identifying mark to not put out there. Um, but when somebody calls you saying that they have your pet, you can go ahead. You can go ahead and ask if there's, you know if there's something, you know, different, unusual about it or ask, you know, about, you know, ask about its, you know, its hind area or something along those lines, um, chances are somebody will say, oh, you know, well, its its tail looks like it's broken or its tail is kind of short, um, whatever, you know, the case may be, if that's not something that's normal for your breed. Um, but those, those kinds of things, because, um, first of all, unfortunately, you know, there are a number of lost animals out there, so people may find a pet that, is not yours but also people may call and say they have your pet when they don't necessarily and we'll get more into that later point being um put out enough information that they can kind of get an idea if it might be your dog but withhold something so that you're going to be able to tell whether or not it is indeed your dog um now this you're this is you're going to be doing a, a lot of work so make sure that as that as you're doing this, you um, just you know keep up with it. Don't don't just do this for a few days and then give up because um, more you know sadly often it can take a while you know weeks or sometimes even months 
for the dog to show up. So, you know, so go ahead and keep trying. Don't stop until your dog is found because it can, they can, they can get out there and they can survive for a good amount of time. So, um, you know, keep trying until you find them. Now, on a, on a sadder note, in addition to checking in all of these places that we've listed um, beforehand, also check with your Department of Transportation or um, whoever it is that takes care of animals that are found, you know, hit on the road. Because that, you know, it's, it's really sad, you know, and we don't, we definitely, you know, hope that this is not the case for anybody, um, you know, any of our listeners out there whose dogs do get lost, but it's not uncommon for dogs to be found on the road. And as a matter of fact, this is the, um, like, like the second, the second most numerous way that people actually, people's dogs actually are found. So um, try to, you know, check, check with them periodically to see if your dog may have been found. And also try to leave information on your animal so that in case they do come across it, um, they can notify you. Now, they are, in, in most places, supposed to try to find out, say if they find a pet, a dog, or a cat, they are supposed to try to find out whose it is and let that person know. So if your animal's wearing its tags or has a microchip, um, they, they may get in touch with you. However, in a lot of places, you know, for whatever reason, that may not happen. So be sure that you take the initiative to check with them just so that you, you know, if, if that should sadly be the case, you will indeed know. So, um, so those are different things to do to try and find your dog. Um, a few warnings. There are lots of scans out there, as we kind of touched on before. So be really, really careful. That's why, you know, we don't recommend you give out your address to anybody. Um, just give out your phone number. Whenever you are going anywhere to look for, to look for your dog, uh, don't go alone. Especially, say, if somebody calls you and says, hey, you know, I may have your dog. Grab, you know, a friend or a family member to go with you because, you know, you never quite know what the situation is going to be there. Also, don't invite them to your house. Um, some, you know, somebody may call you and say, oh, you know, I have your, I have your dog. Let me know where you live and I'll bring it over. Well, that's very nice of them. But um, what we recommend is that instead you go ahead and ask, you know, either if you can go to their house to pick up the dog or if you can meet in some neutral place rather than having them actually come over to your house. Um, there's, there's a scam that's becoming unfortunately more common where people will call and basically say something along the lines of, you know, I have your dog, I'm in another state. Maybe they say they're a trucker or whatever. Um, you know, if you send me money, then I will ship your dog to you. Well, that's all very fine, swell, and good, except that, you know, in a lot of the cases where it is indeed a scam, they don't have your dog. So, um, I would say don't don't send anybody money to ship your dog. The the only time I can think of where this might even be appropriate would be if your dog turns up at a shelter halfway across the state, which does happen. Um, but even then, you would want to verify independently with that shelter first. You would want to actually you know go online, find the shelter's number, call them independently, and then go to the shelter if at all possible. Uh, to find to find out because I mean you know even if even if they did you know really and truly believe they had your dog well you know it could be a different one. But how would they ship a dog exactly? Um, there there are different businesses that will that will ship dogs or send dogs around. Um, like for example, if you're if you're moving, some people rather than um, bringing the animal with them, say maybe they have to go on a plane or whatever. There's actual um, animal transport that you can use. So, so yeah, so they can, I mean, in theory, yes, they could do that. And that's why they would be asking for money. 
but um, we don't recommend that you go that route. If you know, if spend that money on you driving over there, exactly. If you can exactly. So, um, all right. So, so these are all different, you know, different things to do when looking for your dogs. Different things to look out for when looking for your dogs. And we have we have some um, great links about things to do with, um, you know, if you if you lose your pet, um, ways to you know strategies to help find it. So we'll go ahead and put those links up for you as well. Now. Um, so we're going. We're going to go on to the the after part. Say, you know, you find your dog, or you know, you found your dog, or it was at the shelter, or um, so on and so forth. Um, one 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 quick thing: if you if you're out looking for your dog and you find your dog, um, normally if it's a few hours later, your dog's going to be your normal dog. But just something to be aware of. A dog can very, very quickly kind of um, become somewhat feral and and um, fearful of per- of people, um, and this can happen within a couple of days, especially if it, you know, has a couple of bad experiences while it's out and wandering around. And during this time, it can even kind of it it can be difficult for the dog to e- to even recognize you as a you know as a friendly fr- as a friendly person. So. When you see your dog, if it's been gone for, you know, even as little as a couple of days, be really careful approaching it, just just like you would if it were a stray dog. So you don't know necessarily what its reaction is going to be. Kind of, I mean, even though it's your dog, act like it's a dog that you don't know and be very, very cautious if you do come across it. Um, now, whenever you, whenever you come across it, whether it be five minutes later, five months later, um, first of all, associate everything having to do with you with good positive things at this point scolding your dog is going to be totally unproductive and actually will probably cause your dog to go in the opposite direction um so don't don't scold it at all it's going to be all good things you're going to be you know happy happy and excited to try to you know entice it to come to you when it does come to you and you do actually get a hold of it you know go ahead and pet it and tell it how much how much you love it and you know it's like the prodigal dog at this point so um you know just just you know make make the dog so very thrilled and happy that it came towards you so that way if it does happen to get away again it'll want to come back again is the idea um this is i said this is not the time to scold it just you know show it how very happy you are um that it's back now uh if the dog is not found within a few hours when you you do get it back we've gone over before um you know go ahead and use um your leash kind of as a lasso to to get it to you um before you transfer it over to a collar or a harness just so that it it can't get away um may what what you may want to do is you may want to you know immediately feed it give it water that kind of thing but that can be a mistake if it's been out for more than a few hours make sure to give it only small amounts of food and water otherwise it can go ahead and overeat and overdrink and hurt itself um you will also want to take it immediately to the vet just to make sure even if it, even if it looks completely fine um you're going to want to make sure that it didn't pick up anything while it was gone or you know get hurt or something that you're not seeing you know that there aren't any parasites or anything like that and be sure to keep it away from your other pets until it's given a clean bill of health um cuz you know heaven forbid that it did pick up you know something no matter how minor of course you don't want it um sharing that with your other pets and you know chances are the other pets and it will be very happy and will be all over each other you know exchanging all kinds of germs so um keep it away from your other pets now that's for if it's not found within a few hours 
Um, regardless of how long it was out, monitor it closely for a few days and watch for any deviations from normal behavior. Um, and by that, I mean it could it could do things that could clue you in that it might be sick. It may um, suddenly, out of nowhere, become a little bit more possessive of food, whereas, you know, before it may not have cared. Well, you know, if it's been out for a few days and hungry, it might suddenly care. It might react differently to your other animals. Um, just go ahead and uh, monitor it. Make sure that, you know, that there's nothing there that's a little bit strange or out of sorts before you settle back down into your normal routine with it. Um, now, those are all the things that you're going to want to do with your dog um, once it gets back. Other things that you're going to want to do are um, pick up any flyers that you did put out. Of course, um, thank everybody who helped you with your search. Um, there, you know, this may be a very long list of people, but just a simple, you know, thank you phone call to follow up and let them know that you did find your dog and you appreciate their help can go a long way towards, you know, having having people be um, willing to help out the next person that comes along. So that's something that's very important. And uh, last but not least, of course, just you're basically going to start the whole um, the whole scene over again with uh, preparing and preventing the next time. So you're going to want to identify exactly how the dog got out and uh, work to lessen the likelihood of it happening again. And that may be something that's really obvious, um, such as you know a great big gaping hole in the fence where it you know where it broke. Um, it may be something a lot less obvious, like your like your little tiny dog that has learned how to climb your fence. Um, whatever the case may be, as you're monitoring the dog, you know, you're obviously not going to want to leave it unsupervised outside or that kind of thing. Um, you know, try to figure out how it got out. You know, if, if somebody else accidentally let it out, then that's, you know, a really quick and easy way to know how. But whatever the case is, um, you know, go ahead and work with it maybe to stay when people are going outside of the door or any of the other preparation and prevention tips that we went over on the last canine cast so that hopefully, um, you know, that one time that it gets out will be the only time. And if you have any more tips to share with us that we can then share with everyone else, be sure to send those to us. And I actually had just kind of thought of one that we didn't mention. When you're looking for your dog, check with the newspaper delivery persons or mail people in your area because they are regularly in the neighborhood and may also have seen your dog running around on the street or in somebody else's yard. Exactly. That's that's a really, really good one. Um, yeah, along with, well, with talking to anybody that you see out, any, anybody that you can think of who's normally out and about in your neighborhood, um, you know, the, the garbage um, pickup and um, those those kinds of people would be great to talk to as well so yeah thanks for bringing that up walter so that we can complete that so thanks so much for joining us for that and uh you know best of luck in this in this upcoming year with your dogs and so our hope for this upcoming year for all of you is that you will never need any of this information because you'll um you know your prevention and your preparation will be such that your dog never gets out but um along along those lines just in case they do in order to help your dog come home we have a word from our sponsor a dog's gotta do what a dog's gotta do hey i should know i'm a dog wolf and what i gotta do is chase squirrels especially the one digging holes in my yard someday soon i'll get free and chase that lawn wrecker right out of town you don't think your dog will run away your dog might think differently. One in three pets will get lost. Without ID, 90% won't return home. That's why vets recommend the Home Again Microchip, a safe, permanent ID that can bring your pet home. Talk to your vet about Home Again and visit homeagainpets.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Home Again. 
Finally, we have some listener pictures to share with everyone. This picture comes in from Robert, and these dogs in this picture are Dottie and Wrigley. And Dottie is a Pointer Beagle mix, and Wrigley is actually a Beagle. Thanks, Walter. So thanks so much for joining us for our New Year's Eve edition of the Canine Cast. And Happy New Year out there to all of our listeners. We're about to go join in the festivities with our dogs for now. So, oh, another resolution idea for those of you who are looking for them. If you haven't already, please spay or neuter your dog. It's the best thing you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about Canine Cast, please send an email to caninecast at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at 206 206- 338-DOGS. And you can leave a comment on our website at caninecast.com.